Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 1st. In the year of our Lord, 2020, this, my fellow Americans, is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips now. You know we're live six days a week. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. There's a whole lot going on in the country today, and we intend to break it all down for you. Most talk shows are live five days a week. We're live two hours a day, six days a week, 12 hours of hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. I say hard-hitting because you know what? We talk about news the networks refuse to use. You know, they won't touch the topics we discuss on a daily basis, even if they do discuss a topic Uh, that we talk about. They certainly will not have the reality check that we have. What do I mean? They always talk about the problems, and they oftentimes get the problems right, but they never really push to the solutions. And that's kind of one of the biggest differences of Liberty Roundtable than others. The other difference is most of them don't talk about God very much. Our solutions are God, family, country oriented. Our solutions are about life, liberty, and property and the protection thereof. Uh, Our uh, goals are to push for the real pursuit of happiness. And the only way to do that is to follow God's commandments. We talk about the greatest solution in America. We must be a moral people. And if we're not, you know what? This government is wholly inadequate for the governing of such. Okay? If we are moral, self-governed people, if we use the Ten Commandments of God rather than the Ten Gazillion Commandments of government, that's the only way forward with real success. We acknowledge this very candidly and openly and clearly and refer to it often. How many talk shows do that consistently like we do? Not very many, if any at all. Okay, and we do our best to show how you can get involved. You know, we the people have a big role to play. And for the most part, not counting voting every so often, they want you to believe you don't have much of a stake, much of a say. You're disenfranchised, if you will. We don't believe that for a second. The final check and balance in America is we the people saying, you know what? All your power is derived from the consent of the governed. That's we the people. That is the Declaration of Independence, which ultimately highlights before, a, before God, our maker, and a candid world of, you know what? We have the authority. We the people have the authority. And all government powers are derived from the consent of the governed. We've given certain powers to the federal government, certain powers to the states, certain powers to the cities, to the counties, etc. And we have given them power, but we've also separated that power with checks and balances vertically and horizontally. Those are the keys to understanding about the republic. We don't have a democracy. I know even Donald Trump thinks we have a democracy, but no offense, he's willfully ignorant. Okay, pledge allegiance to the flag, folks. You'll get it quick. We have a constitutional republic. We don't even have a democratic republic, folks. Okay, we don't. Do we have some democratic principles in our constitutional republic? Yes, we do. We pulled from a variety of governments in the past. The founding fathers were very, very wise, very careful, very shrewd, and I submit to you inspired. And they put together the most unique government 
ever known in the history of the world. Biblically based. Slices and pieces from all different forms of government. Replete with the checks and balances, vertically and horizontally, that make America the greatest country on the face of the earth. Our founding fathers called it a grand experiment. They didn't know if it would work. They prayed. They hoped. They tried to balance this, this line, this fine line between what's too much and what's not enough. How do you maximize liberty? How do you, how do you make sure it doesn't swing into anarchy and or tyranny? Or how do you, and they worked on it, worked on it. They prayed. They bled. They sweated. They gave everything they had, their fortunes, their sacred honor, everything on this altar of liberty. Were they perfect? Far from. But were they God-fearing? Absolutely. Were they some of the best people on the face of the earth at the time? Without a doubt. And I personally believe we, the people, need to understand our godly and our American heritage. And if we do, and then if we take action to insist on it, we need to double down and insist on religious liberty in America, folks. We need to defend it. We need to protect it. We need to stand up for it. We don't need to be silent. We don't need to be belligerent or, or contrarian or or divisive Uh, but we do need to clearly state you know what without religious liberty all the other liberties are gone like dominoes they're gone and it's up to us we the people to protect them to preserve them to defend them to articulate them to live them to believe them to honor them right that's our duty that's our responsibility that's our privilege whatever words you want to use to describe that But it's a relationship with God that's at the center of all this. Each of us individually, a relationship with God Almighty, the author of our liberty. Okay? He promises us biblically, clear promises. If we keep the commandments of God, he will protect us and heal our land. And if we don't keep his commandments, you know what? It's curtains for our liberty, curtains for religious freedom, curtains for safety and stability and prosperity, right? I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just calling it like it is. The most positive message I can think of is to clearly articulate and understand these points. Because when you do, the power becomes yours again. Okay, we can reject their dishonest, false, immoral, manipulated, divisive narrative. And we can take back the narrative and say, you know what? America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. Have we made mistakes in the past? Absolutely. Should we acknowledge them? And do our very best to never repeat them without a doubt. Should we then double down and talk about the worst points of America? As if that's the whole? No, not even close. Not even maybe. We should acknowledge the mistakes for what they are. Serious blunders, blips that are, that cannot be overlooked. Whether it's the Native Americans that we're talking about. Whether it's blacks that we're talking about whether it's members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, back in the day nicknamed the Mormons, the Mormon problem, whether it's any of those groups, those are sad, sad tales for the mistakes Americans have made in the past. Are we proud of those mistakes? Of course not. Are we going to acknowledge those mistakes? Absolutely. Are we going to do everything that we can to truly go forward in a humble but confident way? Humble because we realize that we made mistakes and our weaknesses should make us humble. But confident because with God, all things are possible. With God, we can change that narrative and never repeat those negativities that have existed in history. They've, they've existed and happened to all societies and all people, though. Let's not suggest we're the first or we'll be the last. 
but let's do acknowledge those mistakes, but let's not fall on our sword. Let's not suggest that division can never be resolved. Let's do stand up and say, but we can reunite, we can unite and conquer those differences, whether they be religious, whether they be racial, no matter the, the separation, we can come together under God. The almighty God says, you know what? If you're not one, you're not mine, right? You're not mine, saith the Lord. We need to become one people, highly interested in the protection of life, liberty, and property, and the pursuit of happiness, highly interested in promoting God, family, and country, not diving into divisions on the keys to theology, but standing together with faith and hope and prosperity in our sights and in our minds and in our hopes and our aspirations and our desires, stability and safety for all, a healthy dose of governing values under God's laws, primarily the first two great commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. And then those two commandments hangeth the law, which is the 10 great commandments. You know, those 12 guidelines can make a people safe and secure and free and happy and prosperous. And what a blessing that could be. But it's all up to you and I, you and I, not you and I only, that's only two of us, but you and I, meaning we and everybody and, you know, First it's one, then it's two, then it becomes the few. And you know what? By our greater number shall we accomplish the task at hand, right? I can't solve it all, but I can't get on my knees and turn to God, then get up and do my very best. And that's all that's required of me. That's all that's required of each of us. Is that it is a hope-filled opportunity, right? It is a blessing from on high. All right. Anyway, I, I digress. But I did want to pep talk the belief in America because a lot of people are pretty negative on it. They're pretty down on what they're not up on, if you will. They think, man, America, you know, the fat lady has already sung. Stick a fork in it. It's over. Or, you know, we're already disenfranchised. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, and I don't believe those things. I believe we can make a difference every day of our lives. And I believe the difference is much greater than we might think. Don't fall for the mainstream press lie that all is negative and all is lost and and politics is everything, and, and this narrative that seems to just breed despair and discouragement and frustration and anger and hatred and fear. Don't, don't fall for that stuff, folks. No doubt that's out there in a big way, but no doubt there's more good things going on in the world than bad by far. God loves us. He's in his heavens. He has not forgot about us. Okay? He didn't, you know just spawn up the world like a fidget spinner and set it on a table to walk away and let it just spin down into uh, nothing. Okay, he's in his heavens. He loves us. He's aware of our needs. And when we lack wisdom, we can ask of God and he will. He'll give to us guidance and love liberally. And he'll abradeth not is what the Bible says, which means he won't chastise us or criticize us or be angry with us. He will provide the wisdom promised. If ye lack wisdom, let him ask of God. I say that we all do that. Get on your knees, ask of God, and then find out how you can get involved and help and become part of the solution, will you? This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio program on your favorite news the networks refuse to use talk station.
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheepherder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, I wanted to break down yesterday's news the networks refuse to use broadcast because, man, we covered so much news yesterday. It was shocking. Sam and Kurt for two hours. Kurt's my co-host, if you don't realize, if you only listen on Saturdays. Monday through Friday, Kurt's with me on Saturdays. Uh, He sells raw honey. And so the farmer's markets are usually Saturdays or Saturday mornings and such. And so, you know, he takes Saturdays off and uh, takes care of his family and does those things, which is wonderful. And I usually fill in with, say, a Richard Mack or, you know, some other guest that's with me often. Today I'm by myself, but I will cover a lot of the news that Sam and Kirk covered yesterday because there's so much of it. Um, it's so, oh man, there's so many news stories that are critical. Even um, AMAC, the Association uh, for Mature American Citizens, that's the... Um, Best Alternative Conservative Group to uh, AARP. Anyway, it's amac.us. Become a lifetime member today. I am, and I highly recommend you become one as well. Anyway, amac.us has a poll out that says, hey, which story this week do you believe to be the most important? And they got a list of stories up there and everything else. But I, I want to just tell you there's so much news. And uh, Congress, of course, was on Capitol Hill. <clears throat> and uh, so were the big tech tycoons. You know, Facebook and Google and Apple and these guys, right? And uh, this Florida representative, Representative Matt Gates, he corners the Google boss with his own employees' words. Google is using, quote, market dominance in their search capabilities to engage in election 
interference. That came out on the stage. And it's true. Matt's absolutely right. In Corner of the Google Executive, The Creepy Line is a movie, a documentary that highlights this reality of, of how Google is involved in election manipulations. And it's so much so that even David Capillion of WND.com just wrote an article talking about this saying, hey, Google is going to do their darndest to really rig the election this November. And believe it or not, Google does have the technology and capability to move the needle on votes big time. And they didn't use their full capabilities last time. They only used a little bit of their capabilities because they didn't want to really get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, right? But they used a little bit of their capabilities last time. They just didn't use enough to get Hillary elected. And they were so chagrined, so disappointed that Hillary wasn't elected. This time they swear they're not going to leave anything to chance, if you will. They're going to ensure that Donald Trump loses. Now, do you believe that narrative? Believe it or not, the Daily Caller, well-known news service, says, and it came out on the stand, they have experienced Google suppression. That's the editor-in-chief of the Daily Caller. Jim Jordan, congressman, cites censorship of Breitbart News as one reason. Big tech is out to get conservatives. Believe it or not, Madonna, of all people, got censored on Instagram because she posted a video about the frontline doctors. See, the frontline doctors are a group of doctors that don't believe the coronavirus is as we're told. They believe there are, there are cures and solutions and answers and, and ways to heal and protect people from death. And so they went and had a Capitol Hill press briefing that was literally getting millions of hits and flat out got shut down. Then Madonna spoke out about it and said, wait a minute, the frontline doctors have something to say. And they literally shut her down too. Then Twitter suspends PragerU and prominent conservatives. Why? For commenting on HCQ. That's the hydroxychloroquine discussion. They just shut him down. Donald Trump even doubles down and says Congress all talk and no action on big tech. So big tech, they want you to believe is in the crosshairs. Tucker Carlson said to Representative Jim Jordan, remember, this is the guy that's supposed to be really hard digging in, right? He says this about Google to Jim Jordan. This is Tucker Carlson. Why do you think Google will give you money, and why would you take it? So even the biggest supposed critics of Google are taking Google money, right? Anyway, we talked about that in great detail in our one of the broadcasts yesterday. All right, and really the bottom line on Capitol Hill is there's a big old, in my opinion, political theater battle about how bad big tech is and big tech's got to be stopped by your government and all this kind of stuff. But it's a big old lie, folks. It isn't even true. Um, look, government and academia, meaning the university world, government meaning the Pentagon and the CIA and other deep state operatives, along with academia, the university world, all funded by your government, and big tech tycoons, they all three have created Google and Facebook and all these different uh, companies. Okay, let's not pretend that somehow Google just got big on its own or that Facebook just became massive on its own because of the brilliance of a, what was the guy's name, Sergey Brin, Google guy, or Larry, whatever his name was, or, you know, Mark, whatever that guy's name is with Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, 
let's not pretend one of those guys is just so brilliant they just came off the stage. Uh, Bill Gates, they didn't graduate from college or they didn't do this or that, but they just become this rock star, you know, guy that knows everything about big tech and they single-handedly, you know, led their companies through all the landmines of life and society and became much too big to fail. Let's not pretend that's the truth because it's not. The truth is that the university world, along with the Pentagon and the CIA and deep black op government money, uh, picked, handpicked these individuals and made them rock stars and built their companies and manipulated the Internet and these companies behind the scenes, giving them virtually unlimited money and virtually all the right breaks backed by government to get this done. Right. You go ask yourself who funds who funded Google, who funded Facebook, who funded these corporations. And you will quickly begin to understand a little bit of the story. And the idea that, oh, man, government has got to stop big tech and trust government to be the regulator and the arbitrator of solutions is absolutely ignorant of historical reality. Okay? They want you to believe in the Hegelian dialectic to where you believe bad tech's got to be stopped by good government and by golly, got to rein them in. And every time the Hegelian dialectic is at work, what is that? It's good cop, bad cop idea. That's the simplest way to explain it. And you know what? Right now, tech is the bad cop. They were the good cop back when, well, the government was so censored and controlled and nobody could get a word out. And then Facebook and the new media came on center stage and everybody's like, yeah, this is incredible. Big tech, they're helping us fight back. That was when they were the good cop for the growth period. Now that they're so big, now they're the bad cop. Government's the only good cop, don't you know? But every time this happens, you lose more liberty. Government takes greater control. So let me give you an example to highlight and finish the point here. Uh, what they want you to do is they want you to say, well, hey, is net neutrality good or bad? And net neutrality is very deceptive because what they would say is everybody wants the Internet to be neutral. They don't want the Internet to pick sides. Uh, they should give as much access to me, Sam Bushman, as they do Bill Clinton, right? Or Barack Hussein Obama or whatever. And so net neutrality would ensure that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, who would ensure that? The answer is your government. Uh, those are the folks that ensure that Bill Clinton runs around free. Uh, but yet Steve Stockman goes to prison. And by the way, if you haven't heard, now Steve Stockman has the corona in prison. Our prayers are with Steve. But they want to kill him in prison. But you know what? You got Bill Clinton running around, Lois Lerner running around free. Yeah, you've even got campaign fixer or campaign, whatever you want to say, prankster. Roger Stone free. You know, you got Dinesh D'Souza free. But you can't get Steve Stockman free for your life, right? I don't know what's going on here. What a sad tale that is. I digress. Except to say our prayers are with dear Steve Stockman and his wife, Patty. I pray he su survives. But he does have the coronavirus now. He could have avoided it if they would have released him from prison like they did so many others. He was the only one over 60 with so many um, pre-existing conditions. And they just simply would not budge. Somebody high up wants to see Steve dead. And I pray they do not get their wish. Nevertheless, um, these are the people that are going to be the decision makers on net neutrality. They say we're going to make the Internet neutral. But what they're really going to do is the government's going to be the decider of who wins and who loses. Right. Well, then we fought hard against net neutrality and we taught the people that it wasn't as they wanted you to believe. Net neutrality is a 
very nice sounding name by all my, by all means everybody should be for that by the name well it isn't what you're being told and well we educated enough people to where we shut down net neutrality right that's great news it's phenomenal news except for then they said okay well with no net neutrality now you've got big tech taking advantage of you see if the government was in charge this wouldn't be the case so now the very people that are that were fighting net neutrality and got rid of it, are now going, oh my gosh, we got to have the government do something to stop big tech. Forgetting all the while that historical reality shows that government, the academia world, the university world, and the Pentagon, CIA, deep state, government, money world, they're the ones that built big tech in the first place. Do you see how diabolically deceptive this really is? Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. The Southeast is getting ready for Hurricane Isaias. USA's Tim Berg has the latest on Florida's preparation. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis says his state is getting ready for Hurricane Isaias the governor declaring a state of emergency in all of the counties along the eastern coast. The governor telling residents... While we can't be certain of the exact track of the storm, and we certainly can't be sure about the intensity it will ultimately reach, we do expect to see impacts to the state of Florida, even if the storm remains off our shore. The governor also reminding residents... So please keep up with official updates and make sure you have a plan and have seven days' worth of food, water... And medicine. The National Hurricane Center said Isaias is forecast to move towards Florida Saturday afternoon through Sunday. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root. Are you in need of a health care program? You're in luck. As a member of Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community that comes together to share their medical expenses. You can sign up throughout the year with membership starting as early as the following month. There are no contracts, no commitments. There is no networks. You choose your own doctors and hospitals. Starting as low as $199 per month, Liberty HealthShare has programs for singles, couples, and families of any size. I joined. I'm a member. My four children are members. Liberty has saved me $72,000 compared to what I was paying for health insurance over these four years. Liberty HealthShare is a non profit ministry it is not insurance your money goes towards helping other members with their eligible medical expenses and in your time of need other members are there for you you can feel good knowing you're part of a community of like-minded individuals who come together to bear one another's burdens to find out more call 855-58-LIBERTY 855-58-LIBERTY or go to libertyhealthshare.org slash wayne root libertyhealthshare.org slash wayne root there was a heated exchange with Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and Dr. Anthony Fauci when the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases testified about the impact of COVID-19. John Clemens reports. Dr. Fauci was testifying before the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus when Congressman Jim Jordan made a request for clarification on the dangers of the nationwide protests as compared to attending church. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada to limit church services. Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said there's no there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another 
practicing your faith. For the USA Radio Network, I'm John Clemens. President Trump praised both Jordan and Fauci on Twitter afterwards. You're listening to USA Radio News. All right, back with you live. I'm talking about big tech and the fiasco on Capitol Hill. I'm calling it a reality TV moment. They want you to believe in their fake reality TV. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. Google's true origins partly lie in CIA and NSA research grants. All right. Two graduate students, what, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, they were the ones that uh, really supposedly created the breakthrough that Google was built upon. But it's not exactly true. The government really is the founder. Okay? It's interesting to study and to understand. Anyway, I bring it all up because I want you to understand. I don't believe what we're being told about, oh, government, Congress, they're drilling into the founders of these companies to hold them accountable there. Okay, it's all contrived. Now, let me explain. Do I think it's contrived in terms of, do I think that the congressmen and senators or people, you know, President Trump or whatever, who's trying to get to the bottom of this, do do they really realize? No, I don't think they do. I think they really mean to do well. But they just don't have uh, enough understanding of the history of these companies. If you go watch the creepy line, you'll begin to understand how evil Google really is. Type it in, the creepy line. It's a documentary on YouTube about Google and about how they use their quote, capabilities and technologies. It's documented by some Democrats and professors and everybody who has every state not to reveal this, but they do nevertheless. Because at some point, even Democrats, most of them, not counting the inner swamp, who have capitulated to filthy lucre, but most of even the Democrat people that you and I may disagree with on a political, you know, first surface look, um, they even care for their country. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't what we thought that... Wow. You know, and it reminds me of um, oftentimes how people think something and they believe it. And then later they wake up and realize it's not as they were told. It's different. Right. Anyway, so uh, it's a big fiasco on Capitol Hill. I don't believe it's getting to the bottom of anything. What they're going to eventually do is they're going to say net neutrality needs to come back. Because by golly, when the conservatives said no net neutrality, look at how abusive big tech has become. We've got to rein in big tech now and push for net neutrality again. Now, they won't call it the same thing. They won't call it net neutrality because net neutrality has already got such a bad name now. And we reject it at once. So what they'll do is they'll come back with another way. It'll be called the Rain in Big Tech from Abusing the People Act. Or Fairness and Access to the Media Act. Or some weird, but what it will do eventually is, well, it'll be like the Patriot Act. I mean, of course you're for the Patriot Act, aren't you, Sam? Aren't you a patriot, buddy? But you find out the Patriot Act is one of the most tyrannical acts ever. Well, the same thing's true with this net neutrality. They'll bring it back. What they want is government in charge of who the winners and losers are. And right now, they have control. They just have it through their, quote, black op university, military, what, big tech, tycoon partnerships. They don't have blatant control government-wise. So it's a little bit of fascism going on. You got to... University-created company backed by a military-based company backed by a few 
tycoons that get rich guys, and now those guys are on the stand to tell you what's really going on, but they're leaving out the core story. They're battling on the surface about things that, that sound like they matter. But I'll give you an example. If you beat up Mark Zuckerberg and say, do you know your, your um, you know, Facebook, your, your quote, software, is being used uh, to promote terrorism and vote fraud and all these other things, and he says, well, by golly, I'll dig into it there. I'll look at it and get stop that. That's horrible. We can't have that. Well, they're right. That is a problem. But if they don't tell you that, you know what, big academia, the collegiate world, in bed with the Pentagon and the CIA, built it with you, Mark, and funded you, Mark, and, oh, and now what? Is that discussion as relevant as you thought about, oh, it's being used to commit vote fraud? Maybe it has become the greatest deep state tool of the military in bed with the education world. And maybe Mark is just a pawn up there. Maybe Sergey Brin or whatever that guy's name is, Larry Page, the founders of Google, maybe they're just pawns up there. And or maybe they're completely evil and they're completely in the know. I don't know. My guess would be that they know enough of the picture to not be innocent for sure, but they don't know enough of the picture to be flat out completely evil. Okay, and the problem with this discussion is you don't know where someone's heart really is. Take Bill, Bill Gates, for instance. The poor guy didn't even graduate from college, did he? They say he's super brilliant, and to some degree he is. But if you go study the history of Microsoft, you'll begin to understand Microsoft became the behemoth that it is, not because it had the best software or the best operating system or the best office suite or any of those things. What they did was they created a formula that allowed them to have enough money to literally meet with a smaller company, partner with them on technology, eventually jettison the smaller company, steal their technology, walk away into the sunset and make money for years and years and years. Then the little company gets mad and sues, gets back a fraction of the money in, quote, reparations from the big Microsoft company. And then the small companies and the alternative technologies completely melt away and go away. Digital Research did this with their DOS product. I know this sounds like yesteryear discussions, but, okay, they had Stacker. Those are two examples of my point. And Microsoft railroaded both of them, took advantage of the tech, controlled all the assets, paid a pittance on the back end, and became this massive behemoth. Okay, where all the funding came from Bill Gates to do that is, again, a good question to follow the money. But now Bill Gates is, quote, retired from tech, hasn't he? Right? Now he spends his time on the national stage as a rock star behind the scenes, pushing for vaccinations and population control. Bill Gates is on record saying, hey, if we can vaccinate enough people, we can reduce the world's population. Okay, so he's flat out a eugenicist now injecting man-made serum into God's temples, our physical bodies, right? And this guy's on a heck-bender quest with the filthy lucre that he got from big tech. See? Well, you say, how does that relate, Sam? What are you talking about? Now you're off talking about big tech, and now you're off on the medical field? Oh, yeah. Because the effectiveness of mask wearing is unproven according to a 
Dutch lawmaker who advises against wearing masks. But again, these big tech companies are saying, "Mm, if you say we shouldn't wear masks, we're going to just kick you off. There's no end in sight to the coronavirus pandemic, says Dr. Fauci. Right? That's what he claims. Do you believe that? But he's allowed to spew that from the top tiers of our government. Nolte, well-known author for Breitbart, says Anthony Fauci is now floating, quote, eye protection and masks for every flu season forever going forward. And if anybody puts out anything to the contrary, they're shut down. Donald complains about the media but does nothing. Congress talks and argues with big tech executives but eventually does nothing. The United States and the world are not likely to return to pre-coronavirus normals until a vaccine is available for mass production. And they say that could be as far out as 2022. That's according to the Daily Caller. And a well-known national disease expert, Dr. Amesh Dadalja, that's what he told the Daily Caller. Okay? That's 2022. When's that? Two years? Well, they say air travel not projected to recover until 2024. That's USA Today. So if you don't have air travel to 2024, you don't have a vaccine and you can't get back to normal until at least 2022, how's the economy going to handle this? Utah Governor Gary Herbert, for example, I gave him praise early on because he was backing away from mandates and good on him when he was, but now he's mandating in schools everywhere to wear masks and Utah Governor Gary Herbert on mask, quote, mandate numbers will dictate stronger measures or measures. Shame on you, Governor Herbert. The head of China's Center for Disease Control and Prevention, I guess, claims to take experimental vaccine. Would you take the experimental vaccine? I wouldn't. Why don't we try it on Bill Gates? China claims nationwide coronavirus surge. Whoa, right? House Minority Leader McCarthy accidentally calls Representative Louis Gohmert. Listen, Congressman COVID. What the heck's going on around here? It's all political theater, ladies and gentlemen. The real issues aren't even being dealt with in America. But we're talking about them on your radio, I'll tell you that. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, 
tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. And you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to defendapatriot.com, defendapatriot.com. All right, CNN in the mix, talking about the coronavirus. CNN's Berman to Navarro, congressman, right? Don't say China virus on this show. All right, whatever happened to uh, freedom of speech, I don't know. See, I don't believe there's proof uh, that the coronavirus is airborne. And I also don't believe that's scientific proof. Let's be clear. The scientists think they know, but they don't have any evidence, not scientific fact evidence. So we're going on a hunch on a belief that they have on circumstantial evidence at best. They even admit it as the case. Nevertheless, I don't know that we know that the coronavirus or the flu or any of these other things are airborne, first of all. Second of all, I'm not so sure that we know how deadly the virus is uh, or whether it came from China or not. See, I don't think we ought to be blaming the Chinese when we don't have facts. First off, did it come from a Chinese lab? We don't know. Did it come from a, quote, Chinese uh, meat market or whatever? I don't know. Did it come from the United States military? I don't know. Where did it come from? I don't know. Was it man-made? Was it man-engineered um, or manipulated? So maybe naturally occurring, but yet um, weaponized by man in a lab? See, we don't know these things, and nobody's asking these direct, poignant questions either. Why not? I don't know. But they should be, shouldn't they? Okay? Anyway, there you have that. We talked about a bakery refusing to sell a lady bread. I guess she only had cash was the problem. And, of course, don't you know if you have cash, the problem is, well, by golly, you might touch it and give everybody the corona. You know, so you've got to go to all digital currency. See how every element of this coronavirus is being exploited to advance the tyrannical nature of government? Oh, now you can't have cash because you might touch it and get sick. Got to have government-controlled digital currency now, right? Judge blocks President Trump's, quote, public charge rule again. We're talking about giving illegals handouts. When they come here, should we just be giving them handouts left and right? Trump says no. Others say, absolutely, what kind of an evil, bigoted racist are you? And the debate rages on, full of misleading truths and half-truths, and I digress. Mick Jagger, with the Rolling Stones, 
Steven Tyler with Aerosmith, Elton John and others among 50 rockers demanding politicians stop playing their tunes at their events. It's a weird story. Ashley Judd wins appeal in, quote, Harvey Weinstein's sexual harassment case. Wow. Tyler Perry on defending the police. He says, I think we need more police. And I don't think we need more police. I don't know if we need less or not. I think it depends on the area. But I know this. We need less funding. We need less military hardware. We need more de-escalation training. We need more county sheriff elected servants of the people rather than appointed police chiefs. No doubt about all those things. Now, McConnell, as in, quote, Mitch, he says there's about 20 senators, 20 Senate Republicans think that we should not do another package. They're on the, what, fourth possible bailout. But, Mitch, I got news for you, buddy. If we're not going to have society come back according to your lead physician, Mr. Fauci, then what are you going to do if society can't come back, if air travel can't come back? If we can't get back to, quote, new normal until the vaccine's out, which is at least a year or so away, maybe two years, um, how are people going to pay their bills, Mitch? Now, I know you're in your kind of plush house and your Ivy League tower and everything else, and you've got plenty of money, and you can vote yourself raises and everything. I get all that. But how do you expect the average Joe to make it, Mitch? President Trump floats idea of delaying the presidential election they say there's big time congressional pushback on that donald trump says veil or mail vote fraud will be the issue will be the problem is he right i think he's right but i don't think that delaying the election is the answer either the problem is we're waiting too long to really bring real solutions to the table what we should do is move back to local precinct ballot Paper ballot discussions. Local precinct paper ballot discussions. And then you could count the paper ballots in a transparent way where vote watchers could keep track of the tallies as well. You could do that on election night. But with the way they're doing it, they're creating delay, delay, delay in elections uh, to where, you know what, you can't trust the custody of the ballots all the way through the mail system. It was never designed with security in mind. With vote protection in mind, okay? So you're, uh, what they're doing is moving more and more and more and more to these systems that leave everything to chance, leave everything to fraud, leave everything to manipulation, leave everything to accidents and mistakes and confusion, okay? It's all on purpose. We could go back to paper ballots tomorrow like we used to. We could literally count every ballot in the precinct. The precinct could double, triple the numbers. They could have affidavits for those who were the vote counters that they did everything they could to make sure that it was as transparent and as clear and as honest and accurate as possible. Vote watchers could swear their affidavits out as well on both sides of the aisle, and you could literally turn in numbers by precinct backed by affidavit that would literally confirm the validity of the vote. It could be easily done. It could be done same night. Okay, look, we voted for what in America? 200 years? Before we started having these, quote, digital systems that now leave hanging chads on up to modern day mail vote fraud stuff, and we act like we can't get a handle on it, how do they do it for 200 years? 
Well, the answer is, Sam, they, they had a lot smaller population then. You're right. But look, even large populations, if broken into small precincts, could count, could be transparent with paper ballots and proof, right? Then you wouldn't need recounts. If you had vote counters swearing under penalty of perjury, and you had vote watchers that swore under penalty of perjury, that night, hey, if there's a dispute, you recount that precinct right on the spot. You don't wait until later and, oh, there's a margin of something, and if the margin's big enough, you can demand a recount. If the margin's small enough, you can't. And, okay, You could vote by precinct, by tiny group, and you could count the numbers, and you could transparently do it by paper ballots, and you could literally swear to the numbers, have multiple people swear that it's accurate. You know what, sir? You don't think our 200 votes are accurate? Let's count them again. Is everyone satisfied that they're correct? Let's now write our, our sworn affidavits out, have a notary sign them, Turn it in with the real numbers in the ballots. Okay, you got backup proof. You got these sworn testimony by all these vote watchers and vote counters. You got paper ballots for backup. Okay, they're lying to you and they want you to believe this is something that cannot be solved or dealt with fairly easy. It's just not true. All right, we talked about a teacher strike as possible. Says the American Federation of Teachers, look, in the, in the pandemic, they don't want to go back to school. And so they're going to strike. I say let all the government school teachers strike and let everybody uh, shut down government school entirely. After all, it is the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. Shut that sucker down. Go to private and homeschooling yesterday and defund all the government schools as well. The United States sees record economic downturn. You wonder why, huh? Government's shutting down everything. The U.S. economy, they say, shrank. At a record-breaking 33% last quarter alone. That number is staggering. I don't know that we've ever had such economic turmoil. This is even worse than depression levels. It's not because people get money via the government. It just means the government has a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger debt, creating an illusion of false prosperity. All we do is take another drink for the economic bottle of false prosperity and pretend we're okay. But eventually the hangover will occur. Eventually we will sober up. In less than five months, believe it or not, a stunning 54 million have sought unemployment aid for the first time. 54.1 million. We have never had that many people out of work. That's a third of the people out of work. And then what do they claim the unemployment level is, huh? Do they tell you it's like 33%? Wow. Very strange indeed, huh? All right, a lot of hard-hitting news the networks refused to use on your radio. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. So I literally was able to cover the, the genius of America in the first little bit of the broadcast this first hour. Now a breakdown of all the stories we covered yesterday, a summary and a recap and a, a little bit of insights into the details. Next hour, we're going to talk clearly um, about just as the deep state wanted Poor Steve Stockman is infected with COVID-19. And we're going to compare Steve Stockman to another congressman. Why did they throw the book at Steve but be so soft on the other congressman? I'm talking about the House Ethics Committee ordered Arizona Representative David Schweiker to pay a $50,000 fine after it found that he broke ethics rules, etc., etc. We'll go into it. 
But all I'm telling you is that they threw the book at Steve. David, no problem. What's the difference? Answer, what you're willing to take on. Steve Stockman was willing to take on the IRS. Hillary Clinton. And more. And I submit David Schweitzer hasn't taken on anything, really. So we got to really dig into this stuff and find out. But our prayers are with poor Steve. Will he make it now that he's infected with corona? Will the diabetic with all kinds of other health issues, underlying health conditions, will he make it? I pray the answer is yes. But he's still in prison. And now he's been given the coronavirus. Oh, my prayers are with Patty. What a horrible situation. What do we do about it? Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Do you like hard-hitting talk radio like this? Bill Clinton hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. His spokespeople are denying it. Bill's completely quiet. But you know what? Evidence is coming out via court documents and sworn testimony. Bill Clinton involved with Jeffrey Epstein and the Lolita sex plane and the What's that sex island they were on? Jeffrey has his own island, right? What was that thing called? The little something, St. James, St. Little James or something like that island? Anyway, I'll have that handy for next hour to discuss in detail. But Bill Clinton went to Jeffrey Epstein's island with young girls. A witness now says in an unsealed court documents. Yes, senators, governors, princes, all at Epstein's personal island. That's according to Virginia, I don't know how to say her last name, Jufer. Yeah, flight logs show that Bill Clinton took at least 26 trips aboard Epstein's Lolita Express. Yeah, little St. James, the Caribbean island of Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Clinton was there 26 times, according to Fox, five times without his security detail. Well-known sex island, well-known sex plane. Yeah, that's Bill Clinton. Are we going to, where's the Me Too movement when you need them, huh? All right, hard-hitting talk next hour as well. Hour hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. Hopefully it's educational and, I don't know, somewhat entertaining. Donate today if you like what you hear. Go to lovingliberty.net. Donate liberally. That's the only time we believe in liberalism, when it's your donations. Every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media and tell the tale of truth. I'm Sam Bushman. I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Not a ride. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. Six days a week on the Sabbath we rest. LovingLiberty.net for live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. LibertyRoundtable.com. And uh, this is the broadcast for August the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2020. Our goal to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote the pursuit of happiness, to focus on God, family, and country, 
This is Solutions Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. First hour, we talked about the previous day's show. We also talked about uh, the importance of what America is and what we stand for and the solutions of how we can return to truly make America great again. This hour, I want to talk in detail about scandals, folks, about scandals and about why the bad guys are uh, free and the good guys are in prison. Headline says, just as the deep state wanted, Steve Stockman is now infected with COVID-19. We're talking about former Congressman Steve Stockman, the guy that literally wanted to know the truth about Benghazi, wanted to know the truth about uranium and Hillary Clinton, wanted to know the truth about Lois Lerner and create accountability for the IRS being used as a tool to attack conservatives. He stood for all those things and tried to create accountability, but what happened was they eventually manipulated juries took like three or four grand juries, and they eventually put Steve, Steve Stockman in prison. They claimed that it was ethics violations, but I don't believe it for a second. And you've got big newspapers and big attorneys and everybody else saying, hey, there was a railroaded sham to get Steve in prison in the first, to put Steve in prison in the first place. Uh, it was double, triple, whatever jeopardy manipulation going on big time. And in the end, they got Steve. And he's in jail. But now the issue is they're keeping Steve in jail. Somebody at high levels wants Mr. Steve Stockman dead. Uh, Donald Trump releasing people, but certainly never releasing Steve Stockman. Why? I don't know. You would think President Trump would come to the aid of Stockman in a second, but he doesn't. I don't know if President Trump doesn't realize or if he's just unwilling. I'm not sure. But they've literally released hundreds of thousands of prisoners all saying that because of the COVID, we got to protect people. So release the prisoners. But they've released a lot of violent criminals and murderers and rapists and everything else. But Steve Stockman, for some reason, can't get released. Never mind the nature of his crimes were not violent. Never mind that he has uh, uh, several factors against him, age being one of them. He's 60-plus years old. Underlying conditions being the core of this discussion. He has all kinds of underlying health problems, diabetes for one. And they just won't let Steve go. So now, sadly, Steve Stockman has the coronavirus. Our prayers are with his family. And I don't know why they have this out for him, except to say that he stood for real truth and honor and integrity. And as a result, they shut him down. And let me compare two people that are part of the deep state swamp to make the point. The House Ethics Committee ordered Republican Arizona Representative David Schweiker to pay a $50,000 fine after it found that he had violated 11 House rules on campaign finance and congressional budgets. The fine, they say, marks an end to a two-year investigation, which found that Schweiker not only violated house rules, but the code of ethics for government service and federal laws as well. The New York Times reported the details of this. The committee cited Schweiker for campaign finance violations, misuse of his congressional allowance, and pressuring staff members to act on behalf of his campaign. 
not to mention the lack of candor and due diligence. That's according to the committee's press release. Investigators, they say, found that Schweiker's congressional campaign had accepted over $270,000 from his then chief of staff, a violation of campaign finance laws. His chief of staff also previously testified that Schweiker had pressured him to fundraise on behalf of the campaign. That's according, again, to this committee report. Investigators also found that Congressman Schweiker had directed his staff to pay for personal items, including food and babysitting services, from 2011 to 2018. The costs were then reimbursed with campaign funds. That's according, again, to the New York Times. The Ethics Committee also cited Schweiker and his failure to assist in their investigation, saying that he made, quote, vague or misleading statements to its investigative subcommittee that in turn allowed him to evade the statute of limitations for the most egregious violations of campaign finance laws, the New York Times reports. Efforts like the ones that Schweiker undertook to delay and to impede this investigation were not only highly detrimental to the committee's work and reputation of the, quote, House, they were themselves, quote, sanctionable conduct. An ethics committee supplemental report explained that, hey, this guy, David Schweiker, and his campaign, well, he said his trust in his campaign staff, his former chief of staff was misplaced. But it's now clear, according to the committee, that, well, it was actually trust in David, the congressman, that was misplaced. All right? Now, I use this guy as an example. Because Steve Stockman goes to prison for 10 years. Just as the deep state wanted, Steve Stockman's in prison, and now he's got the coronavirus. I pray he doesn't die. But another example right before your very eyes is this David Schweiker guy. Republican Arizona rep, David Schweikert, I guess is how you say his name. I've probably been saying it wrong the whole time. David Schweikert. Anyway, this guy, all he gets is a $50,000 fine. And he had violated 11 house rules and all this other stuff. How does that work? They had a two-year investigation on it. It's been going on from 2011 to 2018. We're talking about over $270,000. Egregious violations. And not only then did he um, commit these acts, but then he covered it up, blamed it on his campaign manager. But it turned out that he directed his staff. In the end, they say, hey, he failed to assist in the investigation, and he actually took efforts to delay with vague and misleading statements. That allowed him to to evade the statute of limitations. This guy delayed and impeded the investigation on top of it. Don't they say it might not be so bad? The trouble you get into, but the cover-up's worse? Well, that's the case. They say it's now clear that it was, let's see, it was trust in this David congressman, this Schweiker guy, that's the problem. 
What's up with that? The answer is the deep state takes care of their own. Steve Stockman, not part of the deep state, and therefore he's getting the shaft. But this David Schweikart guy is fine. A $50,000 fine. That way you can make it look like we're taking care of business, but no real solid accountability. Certainly completely different than Steve Stockman. Why the difference in the two cases? Uh, this is something that, that Steve Stockman's lawyers might be able to get a hold of and use to their advantage and say, hey, what's the difference? This guy's example is way more egregious than Steve's. But yet this guy gets a slap on the wrist. How do we have two Americas is the question. The swamp taking care of their own. But yet the rest of us get the shaft, right? And that's what's really going on as far as I can tell, right? That's what's really going on. You don't believe me? Fine. How about a third example to make the point? And then I'll get to a fourth, okay? First example is Steve. They're barbecuing him because he's not part of the deep state. I hope they don't kill him. David Schweikart, no problem, $50,000 fine, slap on the wrist, no big deal. But what about this bombshell? FBI investigated Joe Biden's campaign for corruption. Do you know about this? I didn't think you did. But I guess on Tuesday, Politico published an interview. It's an in-depth interview with a guy named Christopher... Takani, okay? He's a wealthy beer distributor who bundled cash for former Senator Joe Biden's 2008. They say presidential campaign, but it must be vice presidential campaign. Or I guess, you know, maybe Joe was running for office along with Biden and then, you know. But I guess this beer salesman or this beer guy later confessed to violating campaign campaign finance laws during that campaign by reimbursing employees for contributions made in their names. Before his confession and sentencing, this Takani helped the FBI investigate the inner circle of Joe Biden's campaign. And the story raises questions about the former vice president's corruption questions that accentuate the Hunter Biden scandals with Ukraine and China. We'll talk about this in seconds. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until Mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess Mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like mom's timeouts. And I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Visit us at mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. So we're talking about this bombshell information showing that, you know what? The FBI investigated Joe Biden's campaign. Yeah, bombshell. FBI investigated Joe Biden's campaign for corruption. Okay? Did you know that? Ultimately, only Christopher took Connie face charges for corruption. It turns out that he was sentenced to two years in federal prison in March 2012. However, I guess the um, U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware sent a letter documenting all this. And um, the bottom line is they say that other people didn't go to jail because they couldn't corroborate a lot of the evidence that Christopher brought forward. Uh, some of it was past the statute of limitations, etc. And so they eventually let it go. And the only guy that went to jail was Christopher for two years. But make this clear. Uh, the lack of criminal charges. Following this, quote, FBI investigation. Did not exonerate the Joe Biden campaign. All right. Worse, it shined a light on the corruption of Delaware politics. Isn't that interesting? So I don't get it. You got a bombshell of the FBI investigating Joe Biden's campaign. This is years ago. We're talking about 2008 stuff. They investigated it in 2012. Christopher went to jail. Nobody else did. But in no way did it exonerate the Biden campaign. And now you look at it and you go, how come President Trump isn't bringing this up about Biden? They say President Trump's attacking Biden big time on this and that. All he's doing is going creepy Joe, Grandpa Joe, pervert Joe, brain dead Joe, whatever. But nothing serious that could stick and truly torpedo Joe Biden. This is a treasure trove of bombshell information that could literally sink Joe Biden's campaign. All right. But for some reason, Trump isn't doing it. Do you think that Trump doesn't know 
about this information? If Trump doesn't know about this information, he might want to start listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Because then, of course, he would know. See what I'm talking about? But just as the deep state wanted Steve Stockman's in prison and now he's got the coronavirus, just as the deep state wants, the Health Ethics Committee gives a slap on the wrist to David Schweikart. And just as the deep state wants, bombshell, FBI investigated Joe Biden's campaign for corruption and literally found a lot of pay dirt that they never followed through on. A low-level beer maker-distributor guy goes to jail, but he documents the scandals. Ultimately, only Christopher Takani faced charges for corruption. He went to prison in 2012, right? What do you think of that? Okay? You kind of go, well, man, Sam, what, what do we do about this? Well, that's the point. What are we to do, as Hammond Bundy says? I think it's a fair, real question. But understand the lack of criminal charges against Joe Biden at the time in no way exonerates the Biden campaign. Okay? In fact, worse, it kind of highlighted Delaware corruption. But how come no one's digging into that? And what you're finding out is you've got untouchables in the swamp. Okay? you got people truly trying to clean up government corruption, and they're going to jail with charges. You got Ammon Bundy who went to prison and literally the jury and the judge in another case said, you know what, this guy's not guilty of anything. But the government is. In fact, we have to dismiss the case because the government's so dishonest and immoral and fraudulent that we can't even carry this case forward, said the judge. The grand jury said, you know what, Ammon's not guilty of anything. So Ammon served in prison for two years for nothing. Steve Stockman now is in prison on these false charges for nothing. And now they've literally with high levels in the government, let Steve Stockman, in an unprecedented hatred case, if you will, get the COVID. While you got this David Schweik guy, Schweiker guy with big corruption, they let him go, no problem. Joe Biden, big corruption, let him go with no problem, right? How does this happen? And the answer is we have a deep state to America system, folks. That's how it happens. You don't believe me? Let's talk about Bill Clinton then, shall we? Bill Clinton literally had women who made direct allegations of rape. No one dug into it. We first found out that he was involved in Monica Lewinsky, and the president lied about it, perjured himself in court, pretty much got off scot-free. Now Bill Clinton went to Jeffrey Epstein's island with young girls. Witnesses say in unsealed court documents, the blaze has that headline. Bill Clinton, senators, governors, and princes at Epstein's Island, according to the witness, Virginia Jupiter, unsealed documents reveal. How do you say her name? G-I-U-F-F-E-R-E. Jufrey? Wow, what do you think about that? Fox News even investigates some of this. And Fox News says flight logs show that Clinton took at least 26 trips aboard Jeffrey Epstein's Lolito Express plane 
That's a jet that reportedly includes a bed where passengers could have group sex with young girls. Bill Clinton left his Secret Service detail while he was president on five of these flights. So we should be able to get to the bottom of some of these things fairly easily. How come Bill Clinton is not in prison? You leave your secret detail for five flights? You claim that you were never even there? A spokesman for Bill Clinton just said yesterday that the former president never went to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Island's, quote, island in the Caribbean, nicknamed, what, Little St. James? Yeah, Little St. James, the Caribbean island. And they say Bill was never there. But live witnesses and sworn testimony say he was there. This is the guy that said he was not involved with Monica Lewinsky and perjured himself before courts. So why is Bill Clinton getting a pass? Now, the Bill Clinton, um, well, I should say this, Bill and his team are silent, except for the spokesman said, I wasn't there. Right? What gives? Where do we go with this stuff? So Bill's out. Dave Schweiker's out. Joe Biden's out and all free. Lois Lerner's running around free. Hillary Clinton's running around free. Never mind your uranium deals. They claim that Donald Trump's in bed with Russia, but it's Hillary that made the uranium deal with Russia, not Bill, not Donald. It's Hillary. Remember the lady that had the email scandals that, well, she created her own email server to make sure that the information didn't go through the government, and then they literally deleted Destroyed evidence, right? Using bit bleach software intended to destroy evidence. This is the woman in the Vince Foster murder that literally, I guess, they emptied out Vince Foster's office of evidence and information. The lady that seems to never get caught or never be accountable for any action, right? This is an example where the Bill Clinton Foundation has been involved in all kinds of corruptions and illegal money. For literally decades and no accountability at all. Right? This is the lady that was somehow involved with Bill Clinton and real estate deals and sex and drug allegations everywhere back in the day. How come there's no accountability for Bill Clinton? How come there's no accountability for Joe Biden? Okay, Joe Biden's the one that basically even threatened the withholding of money. Right? How does this happen? And the answer is you have two Americas, folks. You have secret combinations that are above us. We have allowed our leaders to literally break the law so many times now they have become above the law. And as much as President Donald Trump may or may not truly be trying to solve these crises, he's not going to be able to. They've got judges and deep state operatives at the highest secret combinations of this land to where I don't know if we can ever take it down. Bill Clinton should be arrested on the spot. But they won't touch him, will they? Listen to the wind blow. 
your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. Hurricane Isaias is expected to brush the southeastern coast of Florida today. The update from USA's Chris Barnes. It could reach Florida as a Category 2 storm and a hurricane warnings in effect from Boca Raton to Daytona Beach. On Sunday, it's expected to veer north along the eastern seaboard as a Cat 1 or 2 into early next week in its path, the Carolinas, mid-Atlantic states, and ultimately New York and southern New England. Meanwhile, in North Carolina, a state of emergency has been issued ahead of Isaias. Governor Roy Cooper gave a briefing on Friday. Hurricane preparations will be more complicated given the COVID-19 pandemic. And families and businesses need to keep that in mind as they get ready. Cooper says the hurricane could reach his state on Monday with the storm's biggest impact on Monday night. This is USA Radio News. Right now, we're all experiencing something that we've never been through before, and one of the big changes is wearing a face cover. Many studies show that face covers work to slow the spread, but the kind you use really matters because not all offer the same protection. Boomer Naturals offers a highly rated consumer face cover with three layers of comfortable, breathable cotton polyester blend cloth in sizes for adults and children. These are in stock now and shipped to you fast. These multi-use covers are also very affordable at about 30 cents a day. One reason why these are so highly protective is each layer is enhanced with nano-silver technology that can aid in filtration, block droplets and tiny particles, and that middle layer is your built-in filter. Boomer Naturals donates one face cover for every order to nonprofits and charities, helping tens of thousands of Americans in need. Order today at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code WARRADIO20 at checkout and save 20%. That's promo code WARRADIO20. Boomer Naturals, your source for in-stock face covers. A marine training exercise in California has deadly results. USA's John Hunt has more. Eight Marines were missing and one found dead after an amphibious assault vehicle sank during a training exercise near a military-owned island off the coast of Southern California. There were 15 Marines and a Navy sailor in the vehicle when it started taking on water as it traveled from the shores of San Clemente Island to a Navy ship. Two Marines were among those rescued that were injured. One was hospitalized in critical condition and the other in stable condition. Military ships, small boats, and helicopters were searching choppy seas for the missing amid moderate to strong winds. Educators in Florida have gotten creative to bridge the digital divide. Rocky Hanna leads the Leon County Schools, he told CBS News. Even back the last spring, we retrofitted buses with smart technology and parked them in Section 8 housing complexes where we had high concentrations of our students who were living that could then log in, jump in on that access point. You're listening to USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, I'm highlighting the simple reality, ladies and gentlemen, that we've allowed secret combinations to get up above us, to get above us in this wonderful, great country. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a point of contention and a point of suffering for the American people if we lose religious freedom. And if we let these secret combinations remain above us in secrecy, we will pay the price, folks. Make no mistake about it. And oftentimes when liberty is lost, only blood, human blood will bring it back. Now, I'm not, I'm not preaching for blood or, or calling for a revolution in any way. Don't make any mistake about my point. But I'm telling you that history shows when we've lost freedoms, only blood brings it back. 
And I pray that we can do so peacefully, that we can restore the republic peacefully. But these evil ne'er-do-wells will not allow that to happen. All right? And oftentimes, the only real way forward, we find that the preaching the word of God has a greater effect on the people than even the sword does. Okay? But when you literally put Steve Stockman and Ammon Bundy, two great examples in prison, and then you let Steve Stockman get the COVID, but you let out violent criminals. Okay, the Health Essex Committee ordered Arizona Rep. David Schweikart to pay $50,000 fine, gave him a slap on the wrist for way more than Steve did. FBI investigated Joe Biden's campaign for corruption. Only one to go to prison is this Christopher Takani, a beer maker, went to prison for two years. That's it. Nobody else. Bill Clinton did go to Jeffrey Epstein's island with young girls, a witness says, according to court documents. And we have proof that he lied about the Lolita Express. He said he was never alone, but he dished his secret detail five times while president went on the plane 26 times. And now there's evidence coming out. No one. Where are the Me Too movement girls? Fox News shows that flight logs show that Clinton took at least 26 trips with Jeffrey Epstein, five of them without his security detail. A spokesman for Bill Clinton said on Friday that the former president never went to Epstein's Island in the Caribbean, St. Little James. Do you believe that? All right, so let me highlight this point further about the dual Americas that we have. We have the deep state America involved in secret combinations that are above the people and above the law. Bill Clinton's an example. Joe Biden's an example. This Joe Schweikart's an example. Or, I'm sorry, David Schweikart's an example. The fact that Steve Stockman trying to stop Lois Lerner, oh, she's above the law too, but Steve's in jail. All right. The efforts of folks trying to get Ammon Bundy is proof positive as well. But we've got a big problem, folks, because here's the headline from Matt Staver of Liberty Council that highlights the point that I'm making. When radical governors encourage Marxist revolutionary riots but ban godly worship, it is obvious there's a bigger agenda afoot than fighting the COVID supposed pandemic. Our nation is in great peril, says Matt Staver of Liberty Council. But hope is not lost. Together, we can defend America. We can reclaim our great churches. All right. LC.org for Liberty Council. They're doing a great job fighting for liberty. LC.org. But this is the country that literally has murdered 60 million babies since Roe versus Wade. Okay? Think about it. Literally 60 million babies. Can you even believe this? All right. Now, I guess Kanye West lamented the deaths of thousands of black babies aborted annually. He did so yesterday in an afternoon tweet. 
Over 22,500,000 black babies have been murdered, says Kanye. He tweeted this to his 30 million followers. They say it's not immediately clear where West got his numbers. But according to the Pro-Choice Gut Mocker Institute, listen. The abortion rate for black women in the United States is five times the abortion rate for white women. Why? West tweeted about abortion multiple times on Friday. In one tweet, he noted that he cried about the thought of aborting his first child. Wow. Kanye doing a great job. West shared a story as well in a tweet highlighting that Planned Parenthood removed Margaret Sanger due to her racist and eugenic comments. Planned Parenthood's director of, quote, black leadership and engagement, Nia Martin-Robinson, responded to the comments of Kanye West by saying that black women are free to make their own decisions and deserve to have access to the best medical care available. Any insinuation that abortion is black genocide is offensive and harmful. The real threat to black communities' safety and their health and their livelihood is lack of access to a quality and affordable health care. Police violations or police violence and the decriminal anyway it goes on. Now Planned Parenthood targets black communities through advertising and strategically placed clinics, West explains. West also says, listen carefully, Planned Parenthoods have been placed in inner cities and black communities by white supremacists to do the devil's work, Kanye West said in an interview with Forbes magazine July 8th. Well, the murdering of babies is a serious discussion. Okay, Kanye West is right. I don't know the numbers. I don't know if Kanye West is right on the numbers. Because I haven't researched his numbers. But what I will tell you is he is right on the fact that we are murdering too many little children. Kanye's right about that fact. And I know that it's a big, big, big number. Right? And I, I'm not saying his numbers are wrong. I'm just saying I haven't researched them. But I have researched that we murder millions and millions and millions and millions of babies. And the information that black children are murdered at a greater rate five times than the white children. Where's the black community to have a issue with that? Kanye West is the only one. Speaking out about it. Now, I say only one because I'm talking about traditionally the black community. There's a lot of good black people, men and women. Ben Carson, Candace Owens, David A. Clark Jr., uh, Lloyd Marcus, many others that are speaking out and have done so for quite some time. But they represent usually the conservative circles. Kanye West has not is the reason that I highlight him a little separately. Nevertheless, the point's well taken from Matt Staver when radical governors 
encourage Marxist revolutionary riots and ban godly worship. And then Kanye West laments the deaths of the thousands of black babies aborted annually. That's big. But Donald Trump Jr. is in the news. And Donald Trump Jr. Is, says this, I choose the rule of law. The Democrats are the party of lawlessness and anarchy. Contempt for the rule of law has become the basis of their entire platform. Do you agree with Don Trump Jr.? I choose the rule of law with him as well, but I'm not so sure that I agree that all Democrats, I think that the leadership of the Democratic Party is off the rails, but I also think the leadership of the Republican Party in many cases off the rails too. You know, I think a lot of them are part of the deep swamp, right? Remember this guy that just got off the hook? Republican Arizona rep David Schweikart. This guy's a Republican got off the hook. Right? The FBI investigated Joe Biden. How many people are in the FBI are Republican? Bill Clinton went with Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, to Jeffrey Epstein's island with young girls. But how many Republicans are trying to put Bill Clinton, put Lois Lerner in prison? Right? You've got senators, governors, princes at Epstein Island. Republicans and Democrats alike. All right? They say radical governors. A lot of them are Democrat, more of them than Republican, I'm sure. But let's not let the Republicans off the hook. All right? Donald Trump Jr. gets punished. I'll tell you about it in seconds. Where's the Republicans to stand up for Jr., huh? Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements and speakers in the spirit of transparency all expenditures are published patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to give me liberty fund members our greatest strength is in numbers go to give me and become part of the solution today 
GiveMeLibertyFund.com. Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. All right, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, Sam Bushman. Enduring to the end, last segment of hard, hard-hitting hard talk on your Saturday. Donald Trump Jr. gets punished for retreating a, retweeting a coronavirus cure. Another instance of them committing election fraud. Election interference to stifle Republicans' conservative voices. Why? Because... Donald Trump Jr. reshared a video about the use of hydroxychloroquine. So the bottom line is they censured Donald Trump Jr. and today you can't promote that. Big tech at it again, right? But Donald Trump, the president, so Donald Trump Sr., if you will now, defends censored doctors for recommending hydroxychloroquine. So good for President Trump for defending them, but he's sure not defending them enough. Now, the White House did submit a petition to the FCC challenging big tech. So President Trump trying to do things, but he can't get the word of word of mouth out enough, can he? Poor guy. I'm not attacking President Trump on this. I'm just saying how much can the president do? Donald Trump defends censored document or censored doctors for recommending hydroxychloroquine. His son tweets out a video about it and gets censored. Then President Trump in the White House submits a petition to the FCC challenging big tech. Some would say, well, President Trump just needs to get after it more and, you know, force accountability. Then they'll just tell you he's a tyrant. And then they'll just go on another witch hunt to impeach him again, right? If you're not careful, that's where we're headed. Well, there is some justice, I guess, ladies and gentlemen, but it just seems to be a day late and a dollar short so many times. Do you remember Darren Wilson? You probably don't remember him, do you? Anyway, remember he was an officer back in St. Louis, Missouri? Anyway, the St. Louis County prosecutor, I guess, had reopened an investigation into the officer, Darren Wilson, who was previously cleared by a grand jury after fatally shooting Mr. Michael Brown back in the day, right? Believe it or not, it was back in 2014 that the Brown case happened. Believe it or not, six years after a white police officer shot and killed Michael Brown, a black teenager, right? That was in Ferguson, Missouri. Remember all this? Well, believe it or not, they reopened an investigation even after the jury said not guilty, which I don't understand. Okay, that would be double jeopardy. Okay, I don't understand how they could even reopen this again. But nevertheless, the second investigation that the St. Louis County prosecutor opened up even after the jury said not guilty to Darren Wilson. The second investigation into the killing has come to the same conclusion as the first. The officer should not be charged with this. I don't understand how the second one can happen. 
even after a jury of his peers said not guilty, the prosecutor took it back and has been investigating this long, six years later. Finally, after who knows how much money spent, after undermining the jury, after reopening in this double jeopardy scenario, it's kind of like what they did to Steve Stockman to try to keep getting convictions. Well, they failed in this one. That's why I say it's good news. So Officer Darren Wilson won't be charged in the 2014 Brown killing. Now, I don't like the headline, folks. What do you mean the Brown killing? Well, I guess that's true. Brown died. I guess it's the Brown killing. But is it really killing when a police officer defends the public and defends his own life? And when Michael Brown or George Floyd or whatever, some of these people just go right off the rails, then the cop is a killer? See, I don't know that I buy that. I don't know that I believe or accept that view. I don't think these cops are killers. I think that someone died in a very complicated situation. A very difficult situation, right? I'm not sad about it one bit. I don't know how to respond to it, right? I am sad that it all happened. I'm sad that Michael Brown's dead and that George Floyd is dead. And I agree in some cases we do need to revisit police tactics. But I don't want you to get the impression that these police are just evil people because they're not. They are trained a little bit too hardcore. The military is creeping its way into our law enforcement. There's no doubt about that. But who do you blame for that? The average cop on the street? Or the government for allowing drug cartels to work across our borders with gang elements? Uh, Do you blame it on the local cop when the federal government is distributing police hardware to the police departments everywhere? And police chiefs who are appointed by some other bureaucrat are at the helm, not elected sheriffs with a sheriff's posse or a militia behind them, right? Militias are all important, folks. Let's be clear. When they're tied into the sheriff's department appropriately and properly, they can become the citizen brigade of solutions. But I'm glad that Darren Wilson will not be charged. But here's what I don't understand. Why is it six years later and we're saying, oh, he won't be charged now? Because the prosecutor tried to go for double jeopardy and attack Darren Wilkinson or Darren Wilson even after the jury said he was not guilty? Do we accept the jury's decision or not? See, this is what I mean. We've got some serious, serious issues to wrestle with, folks. All right. There is election interference. Google is now purging Breitbart from search results. Did you see this? Well, when you shut down the president of the United States' son from promoting a alternative solution for the coronavirus and kick him off these multimedia services, and then you literally shut down Breitbart, a news service. You shut down Dennis Prager, a news service, and a videographer, etc. They're literally engineering the outcome. But they're all part of the secret combination, folks, that I submit has become above the people. What can we do about it? The answer is you can pray hard.
right? The answer is you can pray real hard, right? They say rural America braces for COVID-19 as more hospitals close. That's a sad tale. Why would more hospitals be closing? All right, there's a new petition. They say Trader Joe's branding is racist. Yeah, California high school senior is demanding change at the popular American chain. Wow, I don't even know how to respond to this exactly. Do you? Wow. Let me explain. You know, Trader Joe's is kind of a, uh, well, you got to reconsider the store name in the first place about Trader Joe's. Think about that now. Who's Trader Joe? Is it some Indian guy? Right? Yeah. They got to remove racist branding from their, quote, ethnic foods. Like, have you ever heard of Trader Trader Mings? I don't know what that is. An Arabian Joe? They need to even reconsider the store name, USA Today reports. They say the grocery chain labels some of its ethnic food products with modifications of Joe. Well, it kind of belies... A narrative of exoticism, like exotic foods, right? That they say perpetuates harmful stereotypes, reads the petition, which is written by a California high school student. Uh, Brionis Videl, I think is how you say the name. Yeah. Mings is used to brand Trader Joe's, quote, Chinese food. Arabian Joe brands Middle Eastern foods, right? Arabian Joe, Middle Eastern foods. Trader Jose, or Trader Jose, I guess is what it would be, right? Trader Jose brands the Mexican foods. Trader uh, Giotis, or whatever, is, is Italian food. And Trader Joe's San is the Japanese food. You see how bad this is, folks? Wow. I don't know how to respond to this. Is Trader Joe's really racist? Is it really racist to try to brand your food like this? Or is it just a clever way to try to market and a way to try to highlight When's Disney going to get in trouble, right? Because you got that stuff Mater down there, right? And they got a Mexican kind of a chop shop. <laughs> what is it, Luigi's or whatever? Yeah, you got a Mexican chop shop kind of a scenario playing out. D- Disney there. If Trader Joe's going to go down, the Disney needs to go down too. See, I'm not buying all this. I don't believe Trader Joe's is evil. 
I don't I don't really believe what we're talking about here. I think there's a sham going on to remake America culture. It is the cancel culture. They want to destroy everything you and I hold dear. Now, I'm not saying I hold dear Trader Joe's marketing. Okay? But what I do hold dear is the freedom to do and say and believe things that you want to. Even if someone says it's not right or fair or good. Okay, Trader Joe's, if, if the Hispanics don't like the Joe Jose's or whatever they call it, then the Mexicans don't need to go to Trader Joe's if they feel like it's a slam. Trader Joe's isn't trying to slam Mexican people by trying to market Mexican food. In fact, they ought to be promoted and said, hey, look at those, these guys. They're trying to promote all these different cultures. Look at Trader Joe's, man. They're trying to promote all these different cultures to all of us as Americans and let us learn about everybody's food and culture. And Wouldn't that be something that should be celebrated for diversity? But no, shut it down for racism. I submit to you the, the cancel culture, the divisions in the American populace, all perpetuated by an elite deep state swamp that wants to destroy America needs to be stopped. These two Americas where special people are above the law has got to stop. And it starts with good, honest, moral Americans going to their God in prayer and standing up and doing something about it, insisting on election campaign changes and demanding simple accountability. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. We the people, if the government has its power by our consent, the consent of the governed, then we need to make sure that we are involved in the details of our consent. LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. We declare this nation shall endure.